Tuhan. Welcome, everyone, to Therapy of the Absurd, episode 41. How's everybody's week going? <laughs> all right. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> nice, very nice, very nice. How's your week going? So, oh, not, you talking to me? 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> not, you. not bad, not bad. Got to see a few new movie trailers uh, that I'm super hyped for going to the movies, going back to the movies, I should say, right? Uh, Escape Room 2. I like the first Escape Room. Not a horrible movie. Not a great movie, but, you know, it's all right. <laughs> and then uh, the new Candyman trailer. Anybody see the new Candyman trailer? Nope. nope. Yeah, they did something in the film that uh, I'm going to see it anyway because I, I love scary movies and I love comedies. Those are my two favorites of the action movies. But they did something in there. I really did not. I, there's two things. Well, one thing I really love and there's one thing I really don't like. <laughs> in the original, you said his name three times. They got fools saying it six times now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's a bit much. That's a bit much. I don't know. Just me, though, I, I can't guess. Me. <laughs> oh, I love the original. I got to meet Tony Todd. He's very tall, and the dude works out. He's big. <laughs> very nice gentleman. A theater train actor, actually. Um, let's see. What else? Uh, uh, Dave Chappelle tomorrow. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> There's a lot of big shows, com comedy shows, though, man, now that everything's opening back up. Right. Is there any uh, shows you guys looking forward to or anything uh, coming up, big or small? J. Cole concert. Ooh. Okay. Um, Club Quarantine at the Hollywood Bowl, August 29th. So I'm excited. Oh. Totally excited. Is that a music thing or a comedy thing? Oh, uh, so you don't know what Club Quarantine is? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What happened? I don't know. I got hit in the head. We and I and, you, and I know. I I know my. I've talked about it before. DJ D Nice on Instagram. Oh, okay. No, I know. I know. Who, yes. Okay. So, so all right. So the party yeah. itself is called Club Quarantine. Oh, okay. Uh, and uh, in fact, I, I I was gonna put on my sweatshirt. It's just too hot in the house. Um, <laughs> but I'm wearing it to the laugh factory. But anyway, so he um, it was like while we were in, you know, we were in the thick of healing last year with him playing live. Yeah. Somebody just kind of spurted out like it would be great if we could gather at the Hollywood Bowl, and we were oh, all nice. just in the chat. We were just all like, "Yeah, that's a great idea," and then I'm, we just kind of all kept <laughs> talking about it, and you know, and it has become a reality. He sold it out completely. Oh, never mind. I guess I won't be going. <laughs> so sold out. So sold out. Um, he going. also will be at Brooklyn at Prospect Park in Brooklyn, and oh, wow. uh, which is almost sold out. Was almost sold out the last we heard. And they've booked Chastain Park in Atlanta. Wow. Yeah. So they so, so looking forward to that. Also, even though I love Mike Epps, I don't know if I will go to a Mike Epps show. I was in Vegas over the weekend, and he's going to be at the Venetian yeah. on September 4th and 5th. That looks Ooh, like I might have to go. That's, 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 I got ample time to save. <laughs> I see Mike Epps. That's he that's the great show. He, okay, then I need to I'll then I'll on that show. Yay! Yeah. Okay. Nice. Then I'll have to go. I love Vegas too, so it's a great, a great uh, excuse to uh, get my ass out the house. Yeah, <laughs> I don't love Vegas. I have to admit. Have oh, to you, oh, okay. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say I love or hate the. Well, it, well, I would say this: but. in September, it should be better, right? Because it's just hot. Is is it hot year round there? Or oh, I, no! I, I've been there when it was snowing, but probably not anymore. I've been there when it was ice on the fountain of Tropicana. It was awesome. Yeah. The whole thing was ice. Were you seven years old? Like how long ago? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Boom. My, you remember when they were marketing to kids back then? Like for a while, they tried it. They said, "Kids, bring your parents. Make them lose their money to both for both of you." Yeah, like good. No more college for you. But did you get to play good video games? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, literally, I was just that was just a shot in the dark. Yeah. I figured it had to be when you you know like a long time ago. Um. Yeah, the, the, you're right. It's probably seven, eight, nine, one of those. Wow. I don't have a good concept of time. Um, yeah, but uh, now the heat is close to the devil's. I was gonna say, time. like, I went live and I was like, I bring you greetings from the equator. Like, <laughs> it was just hot, but nowhere's safe now, right? Nowhere's safe. There's parts in Canada that were 115. People are like, What the fuck is this? But there's no Canadian. Notice I didn't go to any stereotypical Canadian voice. Hey, what's that? <laughs> I know, you you last, did it. Last night's show at Flappers was a Canada Day Eve show. Like it was oh. very funny because all the Canadian, all the uh, comics were Canadian. Ron Jossel was on the show. I didn't even know oh, yeah. until I got there. So Ron Jossel was on the show. Uh, Renee Percy, of course. The rest of the comics, I didn't really know. They were all very nice. But there were a lot of people uh, in the audience from Canada, which is very funny and very cool. And like I met two people, and they both were like, they 
they Googled like Canada Day Eve events in LA and they both got Flappers uh, oh, com wow. comedy show as the thing to do for Canada Day Eve. And you realize like today is Canadian independence. So I, I one, I think it's funny because we don't, we don't have an independent, we don't celebrate Independence Eve like that in this country, right? No. The only, I mean, the only way we celebrate it, uh, I'm sure that you guys grew up with cookouts, but in a black household, like, you know, it's some meat soaking the night before is the only way we know it's the eve of anything because all of the food prep is, you know, is uh, waiting for, the, you know, the night before. So that would be our, our version of Independence Day Eve uh, in the kitchen. Right. You know. Oh, very nice. I just, you know, Independence makes me kind of laugh. It's like, oh wait, isn't there still money? None of you were independent. They own you. But I did it have felt good. It had to. I had something I had to get out. <laughs> I did have something interesting happen yesterday, though. What happened? You can see that. I won't take the bandaid off, though. <laughs> it's a tattoo of a bear rug made out of a bear cub. It's messed up, dude. You oh, shouldn't have got that. No, I had a, a skin tag uh, that was. Uh... Oh right, I saw that. Oh yeah, it was nasty. Like 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 a raisin with like a <laughs> like a like a veiny string arm attached to it. It was it was disgusting. You know. Good night, I, folks. I I will not, I'll, I'll leave it at this. That's so funny. I have a skin tag. We won't say where. I will simply say that my <laughs> esthetician said to me, she was like, why won't you get rid of that? She said, if that, and this is exactly what she said to me, if that shit was on your face, you'd have got rid of it. Like, oh, get rid of it. Like, she, yeah. she went hard in the paint on me. Uh, oh, just, no. My, my skin tag down there oh, yeah. was my priority. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Get an Uncle Buck. <laughs> oh, it's the thing where he tells her the lady to get a quarter, uh, give a rat a quarter or something. Yeah, yeah here's a quarter. Him. Maybe you could pay a rat down at the subway to bite that thing off your face. Oh, yeah. oh. oh, no, no, yeah, he, just, he's like, yeah, freeze it off. Can they freeze it? Do they freeze it? <laughs> yeah, and that's what my so I guess a couple of years before the I don't know, my doctor actually put in a referral so I could go somewhere so, or so she could freeze it off. And I think it was just it was just at a time where people take a long time to come back re with referrals. I didn't forgot about it. Like, I, you know, I had to now that I think about it, I'm like, I guess it's still there. Like, I mean, it doesn't bother me. It's just, you know, she there. was doing, you know, my lady exam. And, and, and I mean, is that why I'm single? Like, if that is why I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> then, then my then my esthetician is right. I need to get rid of that shit. No, like, because by the time they figured it, what was it figured out what was in there, Dana, they in there now. It's, right. I don't think they care. Like, no, smart, no, they don't care. <laughs> right. I I don't know of a guy like it's probably existed, but I don't know of a guy that's seen any of them and went, you know, I rather not now. Yeah, right. Like I think that <laughs> I think they've seen some, and inside they went, "That's not what was in my brain," but like they still do their thing. <laughs> like you know, oh yeah, he uh, he cut he. I was like, you know, he's like, I'm gonna sh I'm gonna sh numb it up. I forget what the hell he's gonna numb it up with, and he shot he shot the actual thing, and then in the neck, he's like, "This is gonna hurt a little bit." I was like, oh, oh, oh okay, and I'm, I'm like, what? Okay, you know, I'm just used to people just going, but. And then he did it, and I was like, "That doesn't hurt a little bit. That fucking, <laughs> that, whatever yeah. kind of needle that was, that shit dug, dude." <laughs> like, well, like, okay. So that's the same thing. I had a biopsy on my back, and there's still a dent in my back. And this was oh, actually yeah. done when I was around like 14. Oh wow! They had a big purple mole, Ooh. and so like they did a biopsy, and they're like, "Oh, you don't have cancer. You're just a freak." And I'm like, "Yeah, why'd you say that, asshole, doctor?" I was I'm 14. Did you know I was? Like, <laughs> what about my self-esteem? Like, what is happening here? Oh yeah. Yeah, this that's when the doctor man. hit me over the head. Grow up strong, boy. Um, anyway, <laughs> he was a horrible doctor. I don't know why we kept going to that guy. But yeah, after he uh, was it before and after he numbed it, he cleaned it with the what is it, iodine or whatever. Yeah. And then he, uh, I wasn't sure if he was going to use a scalpel or surgical scissors. I, I had no, I had, I had no idea. And then uh, he's all, I, I asked him because I was, a, you know, I'll, I'll admit it, I'm, a, I'm a sissy to paint. I don't care. <laughs> you know, he's like, no, no, you're not going to feel anything. I'm like, are you sure? Are you, are you sure? Because I, re I, I told him flat out, I was like, I don't want to feel no pain. You know, right. I, don't, I don't feel nothing. He's like, no, you won't feel anything. Just give it five minutes. And he came in at three minutes. <laughs> I was like. I was like, are you sure we're ready? <laughs> and then he started doing something. I don't know what the hell he was doing because I wasn't going to look. 
He's like, well, you can look if you want. I was like, no, I'm okay. He's yeah. like, you're going to feel a slight. You're going to feel a slight amount of pressure. <laughs> he's like, and it shouldn't, it shouldn't bleed that much. And I was like, oh, okay. And then, and then out of nowhere, he's like, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. You're bleeding a lot. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, right. yeah. I was like, I, okay. I'm up. I, I, I just started slowly kind of <laughs> in the chair. I was like, okay. That's he's funny. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Like, do you want to, like, that's what it's like when they offered me a video when I got my vasectomy. Like, do you want a video? No. Nope. No. What am nope. I going to do? Break that out on the big screen? Look at the detail. Like, no. I wish my oh, husband yeah. would have got a video of his vasectomy. I would have watched it. Oh, no. <laughs> Just to be sure. And he got to watch me go through the pain of having two children. Let me enjoy one thing. Right? Right. Yeah. I, I, I'm on your side. I'm on your side. Thanks again. Oh yeah, yes. had a, two two acts that we did for each other. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know. And then he he hits me with a oh we're gonna put this chemical on it, and it's it's gonna cauterize it. it, it you know, uh, normally it, it hurts a little bit, and then I'm like, all right, when are you gonna put it on? He's like, oh, I already did. Oh, <laughs> who is he? It Does like, it not hurt? Oh, you must not be normal. <laughs> Why would you say that, doctor? And then there was like a little tingling. I wasn't sure what it was. And he's like, all right, we stopped the bleeding. You're good. But, you know, if it gets a little red, I'm like, you just cut the shit out and you burned it with some chemicals. It's going to be fucking red, dude. <laughs> like, what the fuck? That's a lot. Like that. Here's the thing for it. Something so minor. We're not talking about a major surgery. That's a whole lot of talking, a whole lot of happenings. That's a whole lot of yeah. detail. Like so many little things for a Word. little thing. Oh, like, yeah. imagine if you was actually getting a vasectomy. Like, what if you had to get your liver removed? Like, it's, it's like <laughs> you want to take a picture? <laughs> yeah, like you had a whole situation for a small situation. Oh yeah, we I mean, didn't want we yeah. didn't want the video from my wife's appendectomy either. Ooh, ouch. <laughs> for, yeah, <laughs> ouchie, ouchie. I know. <laughs> First of all, it wasn't planned. Okay, you you you, you have a stronger Pokemon, Dan. Okay, your Pokemon is stronger. <laughs> no, no, she actually has a way stronger one than that. <laughs> like, yeah. my wife has been through surgeries. She's a pro. <laughs> oh yeah, no. He asked me if I wanted to take some some pictures after, and I was just like, Nah, I'm I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah, You know, and then he didn't even rinse out the rinse out the sink. He left me in the room. He closes the door. And he's like, oh, is what doctor is this? <laughs> I was about to say, where are what, you? Torrance Memorial Urgent Care. Where is it? Torrance Memorial Urgent Care in Torrance. Oh, anything and, with memorial I mean, in it. Good, he was a good doctor. Uh, yes. Thank you. Anything with memorial, memorial in it. I mean, he was yeah, it's memorial. It's like, you remember good medicine? <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't feel anything, you know, but I wished he would have rinsed the sink. I got up. I'm waiting for the paperwork. I'm like, what the hell is that in the sink? I go look in the sink, and it's like this little drip of blood. And a little uh, mini funnel. Yeah, sorry, I won't get too graphic. Okay, yeah, I was like, can we, can we, can we? I, we love you. We do love you. Transition. Segway. Can you say segway? Can we? Yeah. It was something else. Oh my, my, my. Okay, well, let's see. Uh, <laughs> yes, that's all I'm ever going to do, <laughs> and that's why I'm in trouble all the fucking time. Hey, Bobby, welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> and you are so forgiven. We are, oh, uh, we are happy to have you. Uh, but yes, so we're a podcast, so we crack jokes a bit. We're, we do we have an awesome guest, like, yes. um, he was my escort through my first Korean barbecue. Uh, situation. <laughs> he just, he just, Mike just kept looking at me and saying, "He's like the chicken take a long, takes a long time. Like we're not, like we're gonna do that last. Like it messes up the grill too. Like you don't want to. Like oh, and, no. and after I've already ordered like chicken, two things, like two things of chicken off the menu. Like he just, like he's. I think he told me like four times, and I was like, I will not order chicken at Korean barbecue ever the fuck again. <laughs> Mike made it clear, like you don't want to. We're gonna cook the chicken. Like he would just turn to me and just say. We're gonna cook the chicken last. I was like, okay, okay. Oh no, yeah, it takes forever to cook, and then yeah, yeah, it just sticks to the grill. And then you and can't take anything home, so it's not like so. Us cooking it last doesn't matter either because you can't take it home. So nope. it was just like, but I was just, you know, I was, I was just ordering what I knew, teriyaki chicken. Like I feel like that, you know, I've, and I've heard comedians make that joke before. Black people gonna get the teriyaki chicken, like that's what we gonna, <laughs> like because that's the one thing I know off the menu. So I'm not, yeah. it's not my joke, not at all. Hey, but hey I, man, whatever, whatever. I can't lie. Good or 
or you know. But I can't lie, he was not. I think it was Dion Cole, maybe. But I can't. I think or either Dion Cole talks about us always ordering tempura because it's fried. One of the it's other, tempura. like he said tempura. He said tempura. <laughs> he said tempura. But yeah. like, but, I, I, but 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 I feel the same way about us and teriyaki chicken. We're gonna order that teriyaki chicken because we know what that is. Oh no, yeah. yeah. I, if I go somewhere and I'm not familiar with something and I see something I do recognize, yeah, that might be the first thing I order. I like going to grab bag sushi. <laughs> The only yeah. question I have is eel. And if they say yes, I go, nope. Yeah. Eel, yes, nope. nope. Okay. <laughs> eel, no, give me. Um, um, um. Well, eel has I, the same where it's eel, like ew. Don't, right. Yeah, I won't eat eel. It's just like, ew. no. Ew. But yeah, I, I would like to say that uh, Mike Kim is an amazing comedian. Um, and uh, I know you have a, probably a great uh, introduction for him, Stefan, but I just oh, no, we started out like that. It's, it's that was amazing. He is an authority on Korean oh, yes. barbecue. So we'd like to welcome <laughs> to the therapy of the absurd to talk about more than Korean barbecue. Give it up, you guys, for Mike Kim in the building. Mike. Yeah. What's up, guys? Hey How there. Everyone. How you doing? <laughs> doing good. Good, good, good. So why do you think we cook the chicken last? Why do I at the Korean barbecue? Yes, sir. Yeah. Why why is that best? Because tell tell everybody. Because a chicken takes the longest to cook and it ruins the grill. So if you put chicken yeah. first, not only do you have to wait to try to like fit the other pieces of the meat, like the beef, which cooks the fastest, the, the thin, you know, brisket and all that, because you always want to start with brisket, right? So then like once you do that, then uh, like you cook the chicken and then that whole area with all that marinade and that chicken crap scrap stuff, it just ruins that part of the grill. Yeah. Which is also why getting the marinated beef, like bulgogi, I don't like getting that either. Yeah. Because it kind of messes it up. And also, that's like so basic. I'm like, I grew up eating that, so I don't want that. <laughs> well, I love that stuff, but I was also told the same thing. Like, you cook that last so you don't mess up anything that's like dry marinade or something. But also, the places I've been to, you just like, after you cook it, you go, give us a new grill. And they just replace it for you and you get a new grill. This place was huge. Yeah, that, Those are awesome. Yeah, really. I'm not patient enough. I'm like, I want to start getting like at least half full. Before I even begin to think about chicken, because I, I eat chicken every yeah. day. I literally eat chicken. I eat chicken every single day. I get chicken thighs, bone in. I bake it, and then I shred it off the bone, so, and I put it in a little tub, tub thing, Tupperware, and I just microwave that, and I eat that every day. There you go. Keep it lean. Uh, yeah, I can't do that. I obviously. <laughs> <laughs> So I want to say congrats on the uh, TikTok because your Thank TikTok you. game is on point. <laughs> <laughs> like no joke. Oh man, that shit's awesome, man. Uh, yeah, so it made your... me ask. Do you like orange juice? <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> wet, 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 wet. That thing is so, so corny, but I, I just like stupid stuff like that. So. It went for so long on one of them. I just started dying of laughter in the middle. I'm like, how long is it going to do that? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be serious. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. So what's your creative process when uh, when you're making a TikTok video? Can you take us into that? Uh, like how I come up with it or yeah, oh, yeah. how you yeah. come up with it or what, you know, yeah. what, uh, what makes you tick? Literally whoever, whoever's around I'll be like, okay. Cause that one I came up with on the spot. Cause she was like, let's shoot a video. And I was like, I don't know what we're going to shoot. And then just, I just came up with something. Like, I feel like the spontaneous <laughs> and he got her to do it too. <laughs> yeah. We just got to do it. I feel like the spontaneous one is more of my quick kind of like vulgar humor, you know, and I, and I like doing that stuff. But then uh, I also have a whole like list of hundreds of ideas I've written, which are pre-planned, but I, I don't really shoot those anymore. So it's like a huge list. And I ended up going with the ones that are more kind of spontaneous because uh, those, those are fun to me. But when it comes to YouTube videos, which I haven't really done YouTube skits, I used to do YouTube skit like every with the, the DSLR, DSLR camera and then the widescreen every like one to two weeks but it's just the stuff that gets the the quickest attention at least right now is 
the cell phone skit, so I do that. Right. Oh, nice, yeah. nice, nice, nice. So what inspired the uh, racist people love Chinese food? Oh, you know, because I just realized that Chinese food is super American. Like, it's everywhere. Everybody eats Chinese food. Every, I don't care yeah. who you are. So in my mind, I was like, I thought it was funny. It, it, I just imagined, like, a KKK member. Like, I, I imagine me walking into a Klan rally on accident, and they're like, hey, are you, are, are you, are you the takeout guy? You bring that Chinese food? You know, so I just... <laughs> we love Chinese food. We don't like Chinese people, but we like food. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we don't oh, like yeah. We like food. Yeah, and talking to the kid too. I like that bit too. My dad. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a good dad. That's a good racist dad right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, I wish it wasn't so close to. Never mind. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all good, man. It's all good. Just kidding. So, what do your what do your uh, your parents or your grandparents think of you doing stand up comedy? Because I know my grandparents, uh, my Japanese ones, are ju <laughs> they're just disappointed. <laughs> yeah. See, my the only grandparents I have left is my uh, two grandmas, one grandma on each side, mom's side, dad's side, and both of them don't know anything about social media and all oh, that okay. stuff. So like they have literally, as far as my grandma knows, on my dad's side at least, I'm still going to church every Sunday. <laughs> and I'm yeah. a Korean girl. That's, that's oh, what okay. she knows. You know what? Yeah. I, I don't mind her thinking that because she's going to die. So let her die. I told my uncle recently, a few years ago actually, uh, when I started you know, doing all this stuff and preaching my dreams, I was like, you know what? I'm going to be me at all times. So I used to lie to him too about going to church and he took me out to eat. And he's like, so uh, how's church? And I looked at him and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to say it. I said, I'm not Christian anymore and I don't believe in God. And he, he, he looked like he saw a ghost and he was like... He didn't know what to say for like 10 seconds straight. And I felt bad. And normally I would apologize, but I was like, you know what? You commit. You commit to this act out. And I just kept staring. Yeah, like, that's it. Did you he know. say anything back at all or no? No, we, we just went back to eating uh, that whatever Coco's diner food. I don't remember. What oh, it okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's just. Except me. Good the fuck? Can I curse on this? Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. We're not monetized yet. Out of my life. <laughs> oh no, I'm with you, man. I got family in Meridian, Mississippi, and they're a Pentecostal Christian, and I love them to death. But they're crazy. <laughs> Just gonna say. It. Yeah, I, I think that's why it's kind of a blessing in a way. Where I used to get jealous of people that have a bunch of family here. Like I have, you know, I got a uh, 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 on my mom's side and dad's side. So well, my, on my dad's side, it's like aunt, uncle, two two uh, uh, cousins, mom's side. Aunt, uncle, another aunt, four co four cousins, and that's really it. Mm. And I'm cool with that because you know what? You know they're just they're normal enough, and they don't cause me trouble, so I don't yeah. really have to worry about other family members. So I'm all right, and I have other family, but we don't talk. And I get worried because yeah. I'm like, what if I have like a really hot cousin that I don't know is my cousin, and we hook up, and I'm like, oh my gosh. Well, you ever think about that? <laughs> is oh, this no, a moon hump, uh, video? <laughs> oh well, like Iceland has an app. Yep. So I Iceland has such a non-diverse gene pool that they have a phone app to download. So if you meet someone at a club, you ask them their name and you check it out and make sure you're not related to them before you um yeah, make a sloth in the basement. That's the weirdest, most genius shit I've ever heard. Yeah, it's because it, Iceland has a very non-diverse Eugene pool like most people you tell them hey you want to move to iceland oh fuck no hey but great but it's actually a beautiful place so it's odd yeah like kind of like uh when i was in norway norway yeah everybody looked the same like it's just perfect like hitler youths just everywhere yes that's what i've heard it described you know what i mean i'm like man if hitler was alive he'd be like danke you know, <laughs> <laughs> Hitler was just mad because he's like, I was born in Germany. Actually, I don't know if he was. I think he was born in Austria. Nobody but I'm in Germany. Now. I'm not in Norway. I want to be in Norway now. Bring Norway to me. <laughs> I am a fan artist. 
Oh yeah. Oh man. Imagine oh, if yeah. it was better painting, we could have just, you know. Everybody's got that family member or family members, you know, that either ain't supportive, that is all drinking the haterade. No matter what you do, I know I got a fair share. Everybody's story is different. I'm trying to recover from uh Stefan saying Pentecostal because I was just like Pinty, like because I was just like in that crap. And that, yeah, and, and I and again, uh, I don't know if it's black thing because like we say Pentecostal, and, oh, it, and yeah. the word does have a T. It does have a T. Oh, okay. For a minute there, Well, for for a minute there, I thought he said Hentai-costal. Oh, Hentai. Oh, Hentai. It didn't even sound like it didn't even sound like Hentai-costal. It just I was just like I was like okay. So I, I was mean, I'm gonna steal that, Dan. I'm stealing that. <laughs> I'm I'm you recovering. good? You know what that's like. That's like uh, I used to always say library. I don't know if there's yeah. another R before. I, I didn't know it was library. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, library. A lot of people say library. I say library. So, so have you ever had someone point out something about your culture that you don't know to you because you don't see it that way? Like, okay, so my friend Ryan, he goes, white kids say things like uh, pillow and malk. And I go, Oh shit, a lot of us Mom. do. Pillow and malk. <laughs> like pillow Mom. instead of pillow. Pillow. Like oh, it's weird. You're milk. like like milk. Malk? Milk. Yeah, like malk. Like, can I have some malk? Like <laughs> you, you just say it and you don't notice it. Who's like that? it's very subtle. Who's that? Oh well, you know, kids where we grow up, I guess then. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was like, "What are we talking about again?" Well, my sister um, says, "My sister says milk, like M E L K, milk." Yeah, not um, milk. I say. I'm milk. not saying. I, I'm pronouncing it really, really strong, but it's like really subtle. Like he would notice the little subtle thing, like pillow and milk. Like he'd see here, here an A in it, and he goes, "You That's guys just saying A and milk for no reason." And I'm like, "Oh wow." <laughs> and I thought about it. I was like, "Yeah, at least kids around here they kind of do." <laughs> mm, never milk shit. Mock yeah, that's a little too much. It's hard to do it the subtle way. Because I've relearned, I re-educated myself. He sat me down, he hit me with milk for a long time. It's called milk, motherfucker. I know one of my mom's guests when she was alive. She works at milk. It's milk. Milk, motherfucker. Yeah, she worked at the Marriott and uh she she worked in the concierge lounge and she had these, I don't know if the dude was from Texas, but he was, you know, somewhere southern. And he, he asked her uh, one of her favorite things to eat. And she said, uh, California roll. And he's like, what's that? And my mom told him, you know, sushi. And he said, sushi. He didn't say sushi. He said, sushi. And who is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he said, sushi. So, uh, a southern white dude that would just happen to be, uh, I, I believe, from Texas. I could be wrong. But I know he got some uh, sushi in here. Uh, yeah. And he's like, well, did you guys make sushi? See, and that's the thing, though. He said sushi. He thought he said sushi. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, but you heard sushi because the way he said it so fast, he said sushi in your ears. Like, I'm pretty sure he it. said sushi. <laughs> I don't, Dan. I don't know what's going on right now. Like, I don't, um, yeah. So, I don't know. <laughs> I, uh, so, hello, Bobby Bosket. Thank you for joining us. And this is that. This is your first time. Bobby has a lot of questions, so we just want to say hello, Bobby, and welcome again to oh, the therapy of the absurd. Um, and yes, yeah, you made, you made I go. We're interviewing. We're finished. Yeah. <laughs> we're interviewing a comedian, and we're really excited to have Mike Kim on. Yeah. Bobby, we'd Bobby. like to know. Yes, if you have any questions uh, about comedy for because uh, what we have on here, Bobby, are uh, comedians. We have a seasoned uh, stage veteran, Nicole Denise. We have someone who started in quarantine. We've got someone who's how long, Matt Kim? How long have you been doing comedy? I've been doing. Uh... Two, two years, eight months. Two years, nine months. Two years, eight months. And, but, but in his two years, eight months, he has become TikTok famous as yeah. well. So, Bobby, we are, and, and I am, um, I'm almost two years old and um, yeah. I'm doing a lot of festivals and I have a weekly, um, I'm co emceeing at Flappers Weekly. So, we're all, we, you have a, a array, a wide array of different levels of comedy right before you. So, if you have any questions for us or for our guest, Mike Kim, don't hesitate to put them in the chat chat, but we are happy to have you, Bobby. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Thank you Welcome for joining us. Welcome to the wonderful world of comedy, Bobby. You ready for this? 
Right. Are you ready for yeah. this? Are you ready? You think you're ready, but you ain't ready, Bobby. I'm kidding. You ready? Yeah. When we turn off the camera, we cry. Mike. So, so Mike, as someone that's two years and eight months in, like who, like, and I feel like the world of comedy. I think we can all agree over the, no matter how old any of us are in terms of chronology, the way that you build a comedy career has like changed and changed and changed again. And so. Where do you see yourself in like 10 years? What what is that noise? Anybody know? Like it's wearing know. It's, it's the like, predator, don't worry. Okay, it's awful. It is wearing me out. <laughs> um there's a little bit of system your... noise somewhere. Okay, got it. Where do you see yourself in 10 years? But uh Mike. Sorry. I was about to say Bobby, no. <laughs> well, going into this, when I, mm -hmm. when I left everything that I was doing behind my career and all that, like three years ago, I told myself. I don't care if it takes 10 years or 20 years before anybody knows my name. I'm going to do it till I die because yes. there's nothing else left for me on this earth. Like I genuinely mean that there's literally nothing else left for me. Honestly, I tried a bunch of stuff. I was miserable. You know, I was going to fucking hang myself. And uh, now, now don't worry. Now I don't have any thoughts like that because I'm doing what I want. You know, your struggle, mm -hmm. when you choose your own struggle, that's to me happiness. Right. So anyways, right. I, didn't, I didn't have to get all like TED talk. <laughs> no, no, no. It was it was perfect because I was it. trying to jump in when we were talking about people not supporting. I was trying to jump in um then just to say like I, I feel like at this point, like I, I get frustrated because it took me to be of a certain age and literally of a certain age to just finally say, like, like you, Mike, I've tried a lot of things. I've had several careers. I have no retirement, nothing to show for all the years spent doing anything, but I am finally happy. And, and it's crazy because in this weird way, and I love my dad, he like the one who would not support anything except math or engineering or tech. And when I have had the nerve to like kind of challenge him about it, cause I'm still feeling some kind of way. And he'll say, well, you know, I just did the best I could for my children, but then he will actually have the nerve to take credit for the comedy. He'll say, well, whatever I did that helped you get here. I'm like, nothing. I just want to say nothing. <laughs> That's what I really want to say. I mean, I don't, but that, you know, but this is a man who has survived cancer, so I can't say that either. Um, but you know, so, but I feel it. Um, but I'm like you, I'm like, like as, as long as people want to see this black don't crack, like if, you know, I will stop coming on stage, like I will push a walker on the stage if somebody will come and see me pushing a walker yeah. on stage. I plan to do it till there's nothing, you know, because there's nothing else. I agree with you. There's nothing. Else. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I, I'm going to die doing this. There's, no, mm -hmm. there's nothing yeah. else. Nowhere else I'd rather be or nothing mm -hmm. else I'd rather do. I wish I got to it sooner, you know, before my... Uh, uh, my mom passed. Yeah. So she could have even came to even uh, my worst right. bomb show. I don't give a shit. Well, you know, she's going to be there, you know, you know she's there. She's watching. Um, Lauren, speaking of the, uh, your wife, Lauren has a question. Mike, yeah. what were you doing before comedy? Oh, uh, so I was doing digital marketing. I was, I, I was on a team. We were living in the same house. We had different, mm. different clients mm. and, uh, you know, we would, uh, I would do email marketing for them, so the social media stuff. I would I would write out the, the video sales letters and and like the scripts for the videos and the, and and these are people that are trying to grow their social medias and all, all that stuff, right? And the whole time I'm I'm doing this, I'm like I'm on the back end, but I'm like I'm the guy that's supposed to be at the front, and I know that. But I kept suppressing mm. myself. I kept telling myself, no, 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 this is the safe, like this is stable. This is what you're supposed to do. It's impossible to make anything happen in front of the camera or even being on stage, whatever. It wasn't even like a possibility, right? So, you know, then, like I said, it got to the point where I was just ready to just to leave the earth. Cause you know, when you, when you, as a creative, I think some of us, I think we're all creative in our own ways, but some of us are just like, we're really just meant to, to perform, whatever that looks like. I don't care if you're uh, an artist, right. mm -hmm. uh, author, uh, just whatever, right? And when you, and that's your soul. And the more yeah. you do that, the more you feed your soul, and the more the soul gets lit on fire, the flame of life. And then once you start to suppress that, you douse it with dirt. You're throwing dirt on it, saying, "No, I'm not this. I'm this thing. I'm this other thing." Then it slowly dies and gets smaller and smaller and smaller. And that's what happened. I had just a little bit. Little tiny flame left, but fortunately, I uh, was able to, you know. Come on, Mike, you gotta preach. I was like, gotta come on with that sermon because that's the come on, church. I was like, come on, church, because that's exactly yeah. what it is when you're that's not, cool. when we're not in our truth. Like I, like when people, 
just a little dip over, but like when people, um, my girlfriend has a daughter and like when she was having trouble in school, the first thing everybody wanted to do, like she dances and she's a great dancer. First thing they wanted to do was, well, take away dance. I was like, so here's the deal. She's a dancer. That is where she meets God. That's where she meets the best of herself. If you're going to take away something, don't take away the one place she has confidence to for this other stuff like and 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 a, and a woman um she was a belizean ali's i think third or fourth grade teacher and i was having struggles with ali and she pulled me aside and she said to me never take the art away whatever you do never take the art away that's not what you punish with and i and i and that's how I, and, and i really really took that to heart um and i believe it's true like there are other ways to where, like you said, that's the flame and the flame has to have a chance to burn. And when we start like, you know, I, I, the parenting is another conversation, but it's like you said, you're in a job and you're just dousing dirt, you know, and, and you're feeling some kind of way, you know, at a certain point, but just very, just a, what a word, like what a word. Because it's not your purpose. Like right. you have to, you have to be living in your purpose or your soul is slowly dying. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> you cannot do what you're supposed to be doing. You know, right. it's, it's painful. It's painful to sit in doing something that you're not supposed to be supposed doing. To do. It's internally painful. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, I was sitting down for it. You know, we were doing the entrepreneur, like the whole glamorized entrepreneurs. We have our own business, right? But you're doing this thing 24-7 and you just, it's like, it's like you're waterboarding yourself, you know. You just you're like, right. like you're torturing yourself by choice, by fucking choice, right? right? And mm -hmm. and um, when I when I left everything, I was 28, and 29 is when I said, I like, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't know how I'm going to make money. I don't know anything. I don't even know where to go for stand up. I don't know. I don't know, but I have to do. It. I literally jumped 100% into the darkness. But the funny thing is, I started to discover and find things out just on accident, just law of attraction. And um, I, I literally, and I tell this to everybody, I feel like from 29 to now, I'm, I'll, I'll be 32 actually uh, in like eight days, but I, I feel like I'm actually living for the first time in my life. I literally, that's why I shaved my head so I look like a little baby. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> you know that's, not, that's, not, that's not why I shaved it, but you know, but I, I, I'm telling you, I, I feel like every breath I take, I'm actually breathing in air. Like colors look more vibrant, music sounds so much better. Like I feel the music, right. you know. It's not right. out of her. Like this desperation of listening to music and being like, no, I, no, this this song is pretty good. Like trying to trying to like find the feelings and 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 force the senses to go from artificial to or, organic. Now it's just because the soul is connected alive. to my body. Alive, like there it is. You're alive. My body. Right. My body. Right. right, but it's, it's it's here, and I and I feel great, and I'm and I'm honored to be on here with all you guys too. So this is like, to me, this is beautiful. This this is this is a huge. This is part of the dream, right? This is right, right. This, this you is. like you said something. So a couple of things are happening. So wait, we want to say this to Bobby. Bobby, listen, if you have uh, questions about bits, let's do this. Why don't you hit us in the off hour because we want to all be present to how great this interview is. We want everybody on the panel to do that because we want to definitely check out your comedy or help you if you want that. Yeah. But what you want to do is hit us off the podcast so that we are present to our guests. That's first. Second, uh, Lauren, great question. She says, but don't those skills help you with your social media? Now, Mike, before you answer this, I want to touch on something you said. When, a, when the soul becomes hungry for what it truly is, you will find your way to what you need to. I'm not, I, I would never be one to say that the fact that I was a classroom teacher doesn't help or any of those things. But what I've learned is that still things just, the law of attraction is the most potent when the soul is just hungry. It doesn't, you don't have to have had a career in social media. You don't have to have had a career in marketing. You don't have to have done any of those things. You may not be, um, how do you say, you may not know you have the skills, but it's amazing what emerges and how precise you are with all those skills, even with no knowledge, when you're in your purpose. It doesn't happen. It's 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 like you said, it's organic and it's more, it's closer to perfect when it's called from you and not when it's like, I gotta go do this thing. But mm -hmm. um, but Lauren does still pose a great question that someone else would pose, but didn't those skills help you grow your your social media presence? That's can you see the chat? 
I'll right say there. this. I, I would say that. Um, so the thing that I've got, I got from those the last two jobs of marketing, where we had to be extremely self-sufficient. Nobody was holding our hand because uh, the one before I was working with my friends, we met at a, a different place and it was run like a military. If you, if you can't, if you can't be self-sufficient, you, you will get fired. The turnover rate was ridiculous. So we were always fearful. So we would work extra hard, you know, and that training made it so that by the time I started doing my own stuff with the social media, like uh, it just taught me to take action and not be helpless. So if mm. I didn't know how to do something, you either figure it out by doing research or you just do it and figure it out the hard way. And that's why now I don't understand. Uh, I can't relate to people who, um, in my opinion, act helpless. I'm like, you kind of do know what you got to do. And looking back on it, I kind of always did. But right. I didn't do it. And and this is what I wanted to say. Uh, I got to say it real quick before I forget because it came back. Um, I always I always knew that I wanted to be an entertainer. I did. But the reason why it took so long to the age of 28 until I hit that rock bottom was because I knew if I admitted to myself that is who I am, there is no turning back. And that right. is scary. Right. Society says if you go this creative path, you are most likely going to fail and die. Yeah. And um, it's funny because that's it, it turned out being the very opposite. Now, in terms of fi finances, yeah, I'm not making like what it was. I'm making not much, but I do know as as things progress it's gonna eventually happen but right it's just the the heart's in it and i'm i'm working harder now and i'm fully immersed in it because i want to and i love it i think about this 24 7 and yeah it's it's great it's great <laughs> 100% on everything i think like that's we all have to come to that my when i was in vegas on saturday one of my friends my girlfriend who went down with me and she's known me the longest I've been in LA. And I didn't, you're talking about being 28, 29. I didn't even get to LA till I was 29. And I still wasn't ready to try to be in front of the camera. I thought it was too late. Um, and I did a bunch of stuff behind the scenes before I'm still old enough to be your mother. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, but anyway, my, girl <laughs> well, my girlfriend said the most, the, what she doesn't know was the biggest compliment to me from my show Saturday. She said, you just look so comfortable up there. And that meant everything because, like, even having been a teacher, like, do doing things in front of people, there's still nothing. And every comic on here, every Nicole, you guys know this. There's still nothing like being on a being stage, stage and and being more than just a timid comic who comic who's trying out jokes. You got to get up there and own that motherfucker. You gotta, yeah. you have to walk it and talk it up and in the end like you belong, you know. Yeah. And yeah. there isn't. There's no one to teach any of us to do that. The the mm -hmm. lightning has to hit you. It has to strike for you, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I've I've never taken a comedy class ever. Mm -hmm. And that's no that's no, you know, gaster, nothing to nobody that has. Mm -hmm. I literally just felt it. It took me a year to actually still do it. You know what I mean? But I felt it in here. And and then one day I just got the balls and I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna do it. And I just popped on that fucking stage and I have not stopped since. And it you know what? I love that you said that. I love that you said that because I actually took three stand-up classes because I, I am a completionist, completionist. I had to fucking I had to finish it. But after the first one, I mean even the first one, it's like you're you're having other people tell you how to be you. And 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 like the first one, she was like, the first teacher was like, I hate when people hold the mic a uh, circle like this way. And I and I was holding it that way. I'm like, what the fuck? So I changed it. <laughs> um and then the, the other the other teacher, I remember because my energy is high. Like I come out, I'm like, yeah, what the fuck? I'm fucking here. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go, right? And he told me <laughs> yes, sir. he said this. He said, Why are you acting so deaf jam? Oh Dude, wow. Racist well, he wasn't like, black. I, I, mean, I watched Def Def Jam, but I'm like, what what are you what are you talking about? So that what that you mean? Right. Oh, sorry, what's that? No, nothing, nothing. I was gonna say, I mean, I know exactly what it means, but if in your position, I'd have been like, What the fuck does that even mean? Like, exactly. what are you talking about? Yeah, because like, I'm sorry, like, that, that's what would have come out my mouth. I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, you know, so uh, that fucked with me, so I had to erase or rewire myself through open mics after the classes ended because of that one yeah. comment. Why are you acting so why are you being so deaf jam? I'm like, What? So I would have been like, I would have been so excited. Like, I am. 
Thank you so much. Yeah, it, it, it's a compliment I, now. I made it. But, right? But the back then, it was it was like, he's like, why are you, why, why are you doing that? I'm like, because yeah. that's me. Yeah. I, that's my energy. What? Because you think I got to be this little Asian boy who's it was like, hi, guys. You have to do your accent. But that's not me. I'm not, I'm not that. I didn't grow up like that. I'm, yeah. Right? So that's why I like that, what you said about the feeling. It is feeling. The more you get on stage, you're just trying to uh, uh, get that gut instinct that yes. you feel outside, outside of the, the stage, and just like connect with that and yeah. trust yourself. Yeah. yeah, I had a lot of people. Like, I, I, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Dan. Go ahead. Well, I'm just saying I, I I like that you say that because there's been a certain amount of a certain thing of advice that I've heard thrown at me once before in a class but also thrown at other people and then from other students to the point where if you hear it from enough people, you're starting to wonder, was this in a book or something? And what it is, is you have ideas, but I don't know anything about you after hearing your thing. And it's like, when, now I understand that having the personal touch and the, you know, getting them to like you is a big part of a lot of people's act, but it's not everyone's act. You know, because I like a lot of absurdist comedians, the Stephen Wrights, the Kyle Kinane, stuff like that, where they're kind of talking about themselves, but they're also bringing up all this weird shit that, I mean, if, uh, what's his name, the stoner comedian, Doug Benson, and, you know, guys like that. It's, yeah, it's a little bit about them, but it's also so wacky and out there that that's the kind of stuff I dig. So it was kind of discouraging to hear people say that so much. Like, are we all supposed to be doing the same thing right now? Mm hmm I didn't, I thought that it was good if everybody does their own thing and not to say it's wrong. I'm just saying that eh, same after, advice over and over <laughs> after you, Nicole, I, I want to speak to that because I have, I have some similar concerns, but I kind of figured, figured it out. But Nicole, you were about to say, yeah, I just, um, I had a bunch of people telling me to take certain classes and I just, in my, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm strong willed person. I'm just like, it took me a year to get up out of the fear of doing it. I don't want anybody shifting what I'm doing. I need to find myself and my voice on this stage because I feel it in my heart. So I don't really need anybody else to, to infiltrate that in this moment. What I need to do is just get my ass out there and see what I feel like when I'm there and let it hit my spirit. And then I can get somebody to help me fine tune, but I need to figure out who I am first on that stage before I have anybody else tell me anything else. Cause I'm already hearing it, you know, like, are you sure this is what you want to do? You want to do that? What, what about this? Da, 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 da. I already have that. So let me just get in this shit because I feel it in my spirit. Amen. And then maybe <laughs> I can have somebody tell me what to do, but for right now, no ma'am, it's in here already. Cause I hit that stage and the first time I hit the stage and I did, I did good and I got off I've never felt something like that in my life. I was wow. like, oh, that's home. That's, that's, I felt so comfortable. That's where I was supposed to be. And I didn't know that. You know what I mean? Like, I've been a hairstylist in the industry 20 some odd years. Who, I didn't think, you know, like that was my path. And here we are. Go ahead, Dane. Sorry. <laughs> oh no. Um. So and it's weird. I, I had a set like that last night that felt really good. I almost forgot that I was supposed to be bringing up the actual host of the real show. Like after I finished my five minutes, I was like, I was like, oh yeah, y'all came here to the Canada Day show. Shit. Um. Here's your host. His name Maybe is Steve Jones. Netflix special. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and then five minutes. But uh, something that you said that was interesting, Dan. Um. About um that that self piece. I think that that is somehow like the comedy school idea that every class, every, every, because I've taken several classes and they all start there and I don't hate it or love it as much as I agree. Actually, Nicole, what you said, I think every comedian should be given a chance to figure out what it is they want to connect with and what they want to say. Yeah. We will get to the who am I portion of things inevitably, whether a teacher comes in and says that that's what you should do first or not. I will only say, because when I had to purposely do that work in a class, it was honestly some of the most uncomfortable comedy I had ever done for about three performances after until I finally gave up on being so intentional. But lo and behold, 
glad I put it in the wheelhouse because then maybe two or three months later, I was on a show where it came, that part of the set came out organically. Oh, by the way, I am these things. Yeah. But as yeah. far as this idea, like I think, so I think that in a class, even though they're teaching it in this way, it's the thing you're supposed to do. I think they're trying to help you put it in your toolbox, but I just think they should say, hey, this is for your toolbox when you need it and you will know because you want to give it some thought because I'll end it here. In the class, they did the exercise of what do you see in this person? And everybody said Whoopi Goldberg. And interestingly enough, I'd heard that 20 years ago, but 20 years later, when I actually tried it on stage, it got a laugh. But without the who are you conversation, I probably would have never brought up, oh, I know I look like a such and such Whoopi Goldberg. And people fell out laughing, but it is more of a tool for your box and not this like hardcore thing, but they present it as this thing. And it's just yeah. it's a tool. And I think they should teach it as a tool. I'll leave it right there. Mike, what is like, what is your, like, what tips would you have for somebody like, uh, what's this, what's the young man? Bobby, Bobby, Bobby like, Bosco. I'm trying to call him Bobby Brisket, but it's Bobby Bosco. <laughs> What would you tell like somebody coming into the to the Dana? Comedy? You're not supposed to come here hangry. <laughs> somebody who was a, starting. Yeah. What, what would you tell a new comic coming into the game? Like, what what would you what would your advice to them be? I would say the thing, the excuse I hear all the time is, uh, and these are people that haven't gone on stage for like a year or two years because they're like, I'm still writing my, my five minute set. No. I don't give a fuck about your five minute set. Get up there and just say shit. I literally say, just start talking. You don't even know what's funny. You don't even know who you are on stage. Yep. You don't know. And you know what? Because you got to get rid of that whole, my friends think I'm hilarious. So when I'm up there, everybody's no, going to think don't. I'm hilarious. You need to see, you need to say some shit and be like, ha! and then see a bunch of just like crickets, just, you know, just yep. like, you need to see that so that you yep. face yourself. So you get so desensitized, your true self starts to really come out. Right. Yep. So just keep going up there and, and, and start to discover it's it's literally like it's it's akin to walking again as like an infant. You're literally just falling over over and over yep. and over and over again until you start to like learn to walk. And then once you learn to walk, you kind of you start going and then you start to form some words and then you start to be able to sprint and then you can start talking shit like I, I see you, motherfucker, and then run past them. <laughs> I just want to make mention this is like the fourth Thing that Mike has made a baby sound to. I <laughs> Maybe I want You're serious about that rebirth. You're serious about that rebirth. Right. Hey, Mike, what? what's your favorite Justin Bieber song? Sorry, what's my what? What's your favorite Justin Bieber song? I was going to say the one with baby over and over and over again. Anyway, oh, anyway, it's the, really the moment gone. Like there is a song that I, it's the newest song. <laughs> the newest one's just like, uh, was it? Uh, Yummy. I'm so lonely, 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 lonely. <laughs> That one? I have no idea. I like that one. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> I was not expecting that. Hey, no, I know. I like sad boy music. I do. Like, I love Korean <sighs> ballads. All about sad shit, but it makes me happy. Morrissey? Strange. Morrissey? You've been listening to some Morrissey, too? I like anything that's got some sad boy shit. Trust me. Okay. Emo music, I don't care. I'm all about that. Like breakup songs. I don't know why. Dude, I Perfect Circle's last album? I, I didn't listen to the album like that. Yeah, but I Oh, mean, that's yeah, some I really sad boy shit. It's like, sad. Okay, so I guess I got to listen to that and then just start um, chuckling to myself. <laughs> Damn, that's good. You know, I'll do that. <laughs> hey, uh, Mike, I know we're going a tad bit over, but you got a little bit of time to play a game with, or actually just uh, look at some things with us and comment on them. It's it's We might talk some shit at these things. Sure. You got a little bit of more time? All right. Yeah, it will, it will Evan, are you uh, sharing that update? Yep. Yeah, I'm going to put it up right now. Right now. Right now. Uh, right now. I tell you, it's coming right now. You better hold on to your fancy glasses because this shit is coming right at you. <laughs> All right. Let me make sure I got it. Okay. There we go. 
Me, uh, we have a funny dating bios. You're supposed to put it in presentation. Yay! Oh yeah. This, uh, in order for me to do it, I gotta do it this way. It's weird. Can All we right. not? Can we not blast him? <laughs> Damn. Like, well, I'm not blasting him. Hey. <laughs> the transition into it is is funky. I apologize. You, are, you do not watch the podcast I watch. Uh, the therapy of the absurd podcast presents funny dating bios. What's the craziest dating profile you've ever seen? Here we go. We're gonna go with the first one. Bang. Lauren, 23, arms dealer, Wichita State University, seven miles away, hands down the best catch. Eyes, 10-10, body, 9-10, personality, 20-10, arms, half. One out of two. You know what? Oh, my God. It's, it's beautiful. I you just, I love, don't you like, uh, Nicole, you just caught it. I just I caught think it. It's I poetry. Yo, she what, thought what a lot about this. Oh, she's Wait, missing Mike, an arm. I thought she was doing like some weird thing like this. No, no. <laughs> oh. Everybody take a deep breath so you can catch it when it shows up. Everybody take a deep breath. Everybody's running on like, like, um, like I don't know, y'all running on fast. But we want to also bring attention to something that's kind of funky. Uh, she's got the satanic Bible on the uh, table. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, but like, like that's not from the like people, the devil worshippers. No, right? anyway, I know. we're not going into this. All right. <laughs> We're not going to talk about the Church of Satan today. I'm getting the. I'm getting kind of turned on because uh, I've, I've I watched I've watched amputee porn, like girls missing like oh, a leg okay. or like an arm, and I've, I've always had a fantasy of having sex with a girl missing a limb. Um, there you go. I know it sounds strange, but but when you watch enough porn, it takes you to weird places. So. It does. <laughs> Do you ever I think learned- that like? Pornhub does not get enough credit for how many families it's kept together lately. No <laughs> way a daughter of mine's having a stepbrother. Anyway. porn. I learned something new. All right. We also, we also have uh, Ricky here, 20, Purdue University, six kilometers. Or uh, That might be another language right there. Don't buy Colgate whitening toothpaste. It says guaranteed whiteness in 14 days. It's been two weeks, and I'm still Asian. <laughs> I'm going to put a self in there. A little bit of a, he wants to like colonize himself and erase his culture. And is, is, uh, he doesn't embrace being Asian, I feel like, off the bat. I'm not sure about Purdue. Is it is Purdue kind of a tough neighborhood? Purdue University? <laughs> you know, like, is it, is it the kind of place where someone's like, aw, everybody here is different than me? All right, we're going to have. Uh... I've never been to Purdue. Uh, Mike, if you want, Mike or Dana, whoever wants to go uh, read the next one. If you can right. see it. Okay. Oh, I love this one. All right. Um, Mike, you want to go for it? You're our guest. I'll go for it. It doesn't matter to me. Sure. On our first date, I'll carve our names in a tree. It's the most romantic way to let you know I have knives. Yeah. <laughs> Amelie, 18. Now we do all these, all these. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna talk about girls because that's the ones that I've, you know, that I see. I've, you know, they always gotta have this thing where they try to sound clever. Like they take like an original thing that's kind of played out and they try to make it clever and add a little bit of like feistiness to it. But it's just not a, it's not attractive to me. <laughs> I'll let you know. I'm not like the other girls. That's the way he's like. I'm a hater. Uh- I'm a hater. <laughs> yeah, no, you're you're talking about the I'm not like the other girls girl. Yeah, you're like, yeah, ah, you do like, like some of the things like, like the other girls. Like I like some of the other things like the other guys. I mean, sorry, we do. <laughs> you're like every other girl. <laughs> I, I don't know. I read that and that just like it kind of scares me a little bit. It just scares me a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know. All right, what's next? <laughs> First of all, you should be a little scared if she has no knives whatsoever. That means that she has no idea how to use them, oh, like in okay. a, ever, like in a, an adult way. At the table, she could just fling that shit. I don't know what I'm doing. So, Dana, you want to read this one? I, uh, I, might, I might have to. I, I, have, I have to go after this one because I think they're like leaving this place. I don't want to lock. Oh, okay. Yeah, no <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. All right, Catherine, twenty-eight, University of King's College, eight kilometers away. Uh, so these, whoever this is, is not in the U.S. with these, uh, or maybe they are. I don't know. I hope you like bad girls because I'm literally bad at everything. That's a funny joke. Right. Just passing through from Calgary. Oh, everybody's in Canada. Got it. Uh, for the holidays, say hi, unless you are my ex. In that case, 
fuck off, David. It's never happening. <laughs> that's the best. Like that's a good one to end on because, like to I me, that's that. how they should be written: a good joke and then a good everything. That's a good joke. Well, All right. Anyway. All right. We hope well, you've had fun with us, Mike. Where where can people see you next? Uh well, if you just if they just follow me on Instagram, uh, it's at Mike Kim Comedy. I post up whenever I do shows. Uh, I produce a show in Koreatown. It, 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 right now, it's like once something, you know, like twice a month. It's at a place mm. called La Donko, and uh, I post a bunch of random, like vulgar, disgusting humor, but also normal stuff. <laughs> Follow him. You follow him. We're all yep. following. We got him. it right there at Mike Comedy on Instagram. We also got his TikTok there at Mike Kim Comedy. Follow him on that. Thank you so much for joining us, Mike. We really greatly appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Yes. Thank you. And of course, once again, we thank our guest host today, Nicole with a K. Thank y'all for having me. <laughs> oh, anytime. In the building. <laughs> I, got, I got you right here. Bam. Boom. That's me. Bam. <laughs> Two first names. That shit crazy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually something I, I recently saw you and it really hit home and uh I don't know. Eventually, I'll have to talk to you about it because it's kind of funny. I'm like, yeah, that's how I think about that too. Last time I saw you, now I was like, Ain't no oh, shit, she thinks that same exact thing. So I'll talk to you about it later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh snap. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. But uh, we want to also thank everybody who came and chilled with us, uh, Bobby, Lauren, and uh, everybody else that's in the audience. Uh, this Dan Ocha guy. Uh, no, I, Dan Ocha. Screw that guy. <laughs> he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's an amateur. He's an amateur. <laughs> Every time he walks in the room, everybody's like, it smells like amateur in here. And everybody's like, ah, we're going to the bar. We're getting drinks. Anyway. Yes. July 22nd, though, we have a, an amazing show for everybody. We're going to have another awesome uh, comedian with us, uh, Ron Jossel. Uh, he's going to be in, uh, in the studio with us July 22nd. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, we, we have some really good fire shows coming up guys. So, uh, and ladies, so mm -hmm. please uh, stay tuned. And again, thank you so much and, uh, follow us on Instagram and we really need your support on YouTube. Get up on the YouTube, hit that subscribe, right. hit the like, hit the share and hit that notification bell. We need that love, please. All right. We will see you all July 22nd. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.